0: Welcome friends to another r slash malicious compliance video, so I was checking my statistics and it turns out that only one of you guys aren't subscribed. So if you don't want to be that one holdout, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by an anonymous poster. You want a receipt? Okay, do it yourself from now on. I work for a company that creates a lot of scrap copper and we gather it together in the office in big bins. Over the course of a few months, we end up with several hundred kilos and someone takes it to the scrap metal place nearby and they give us cash. There's no formal arrangement in place as regards to who takes it, it's just whoever has an hour or two spare once every few months and happens to decide to go and get rid of it. Well, twice running it was me and the higher ups had decided instead of the money going into a beer slush fund. It was going to go to upper management, who would use it for some other purpose unknown to me. Probably the same thing, but for managers only. I was told to get a receipt. No problemo. I took the scrap down to the scrap metal place. They waited and gave me $700 or so, and I asked for a receipt. They asked for my driver's license for ID purposes. Lots of people steal copper from building sites, so it's now a requirement if you want a receipt to show ID. Although I'm not sure how it addresses the problem, and I duly receive a receipt. I take the money back to the office and give it to the manager in question, no problem. A few weeks later, I repeat the process and it dawns on me that if this continues, there's every chance the tax department is going to start having a closer look at me and my substantial extra income, so I decide not to get a receipt. I'm a trustworthy character, so I don't anticipate an issue when I return and give the same manager a handful of cash. Something like $730.50, an odd amount. He wants to know where the receipt is, so I outlined my concern about my name and not the company's, being on all the receipts and my possible future tax bill. He tells me in no uncertain terms, a receipt is required. I suggested that I had no interest in pilfering any of the company's money, but if he wanted a receipt, I suggested in the future I'd be more than happy to use his ID for the receipt. This was met with silence. I've taken one more lot of scraps since then, the money didn't make it upstairs, instead it went in the desk drawer of one of my department's managers where it was used for the beer slush fund. Isn't it funny that this manager is willing to demand that you use your ID and get a receipt and totally fails to see the issue until it's their ID that you suggest putting in the crosshairs? All of a sudden, that receipt isn't an issue anymore. Probably the best way to have handled it is use your ID, get that receipt, and then get another receipt or written piece of paper from actual management saying that they got all that money, you didn't pocket any of it. Basically something that just covers your butt, you know? If you were going to do something like this for any kind of job, would you demand that you get it in writing from them that you're not pocketing any of that money? Or does it just not seem like a very big deal to you? Let me know what you think in the comments down below. Our next story is by Bunny Stew. Don't leave my work area even if there's no work to do? No problemo boss. I, 28 year old male, work for a major shipping company. At the time, my job was to use a towing tractor to find ULDs, big metal shipping containers that go on planes for our work group to load up with freight. The big problem, however, was that our company simply did not have enough ULDs to go around and it was a constant battle against other work groups to get them first. When we finally did get some ULDs, we'd have to stage them in a parking lot until they were needed. One particularly bad Monday, there was absolutely zero ULDs to be had, and a huge line of other workers waiting for empties to show up. I decided that I'd take 30 minutes to organize and clean up our staging area while my coworker was in line waiting. It's important to note that normally another worker would do this, but he was out sick. And if you don't clean up the staging area, you won't have any room to park ULDs. Well, my assistant manager saw this and wasn't happy about it. In his typical passive-aggressive self, he asked, What are you doing and why is it not getting cans? I tried to explain the situation, but he wasn't having it. Normally when he starts to act like a jerk, I'd get my manager involved, but he was also out sick. After talking to what might have well have been a brick wall, he stops me mid-sentence and slowly and loudly says, Do not leave the ULD lot until you have ULDs. You got it, boss. I drove my tractor to the ULD lot, parked in line, and sat there for three hours until it was break time. On break, I asked my buddy to borrow a book, and I continued to sit out in a huge, not-moving line for six more hours until it was time to leave. During that 10-hour shift, I maybe did 30 minutes of work. Tuesday comes around, and you bet your butt I'm ready for another hard day's work. I decided this week would be a great time to read Harry Potter. For the next month of work, I literally just sat in a heated tractor reading, snacking, and kicked back maybe doing 15 minutes of work every 2 hours. I kept this up until I took another position within the company. Honestly, with how relaxed and, like, unchecked this position was... That must have been a good alternate position within the company for you to leave that. The fact that you were in a position where you would work and get paid for 10 hours, in a job where you could go, you know what, I'm going to read Harry Potter. It seems pretty good, but at the same time, it does seem like a lot of downtime to kill. This next story is by jelly 7182 Judge sues City over Bike Road, asks for it to be removed. City partially agrees with the plaintiff. The Green Party government of Hanover, Germany declared a couple of roads in the city as bicycle roads, meaning bikes can ride next to each other, cars have to respect bikes and can't overtake. Long term target is reducing car traffic in the city and prioritizing bikes, buses, etc. A judge didn't agree that a residential area road was made into such bicycle road and sued the city on the grounds that this particular street doesn't give any advantage to the bikes compared to a normal road since in any case it's not large enough for two bikes next to each other when a car's coming down the other way. The intention was to close the bicycle road because he can't stand that bikes are higher up in the hierarchy than cars. The court sided with the plaintiff's arguments who now hoped that the bicycle road became a normal car prioritizing street again. The city also agreed with the plaintiff but instead of closing the bike road, they're removing the parking spaces on the side of the road to make enough space for the bikes. Green party is very happy. Liberal party said, if you vote green, you have to accept to live in a green dictatorship. Personally, I like what the city did here. I do personally believe that where these streets are located, if they're close enough to a regular city or definitely within range of public transport, be it buses or trains, that it's nice to try to reduce how many cars are actually on the road. You should still be able to drive your car if you have one, but biking and public transport I think should be incentivized. This next story is by breaking the box, okay, I'll stop buying plastic bags. This story isn't quite the scale of some of the stories, but thought I'd share one of my experiences. I used to work for a small company, and due to the bus times, I'd arrive at work 45 minutes early every day. I was nearly always first in, so I would be the one opening up the office and getting things set up. For context, my boss was pretty tight, so this would even include switching on the fridge after a weekend. One of the tasks I took it upon myself to do was buy the milk for the office. In my 45 minutes unpaid time, the shop was about a 20 minute round trip, and I always got enough to last the week. In the UK, we pay for plastic bags, so I've always tried to have a couple spare in my work bag. However, sometimes I just forgot, so I would buy one from the shop. While I was allowed to expense the milk, sometimes I would forget or lose the receipt, etc. So then the company would be getting free milk. One day, I submitted my expense claim and left the receipt on the finance manager's, i.e., boss's wife's desk, and went for a meeting. Usually, when this happened, I would come back to a couple of quid to cover the milk. This time, however, I came back to the money and a note asking me could I stop expensing the company for five pence plastic bags as it's inefficient and a waste of company resource. So I did. In the 12 months I continued to work for them, I never bought milk again for the office and stopped doing any chores in the opening up of the office other than switch off the security alarms. I'd instead use that 45 minutes to eat breakfast or even just sleep. For the sake of 5 pence every couple of weeks, the company lost someone doing office chores for free, started paying for all their milk. Plus, had the inconvenience of running out of milk during the day with someone having to use work, i.e. paid time, to buy more, which was even more awkward when we had clients in. It's definitely a rather petty thing for OP to do, but I get it, you know. OP's out here doing extra work for free, sometimes paying the milk out of their own pocket because they lose the receipt, and the rare time OP has to get a plastic bag, they start nickel and diming them. In that moment you feel like, okay, obviously what I'm doing is not appreciated enough, it's not understandable enough. Forget it then. And our final story of the day is by brian 20 xx how GameStop tried to trick me twice. It was a few years back, my friends got me Watch Dogs, a video game, for my 20th birthday. The game was not out yet, so they pre-ordered it on GameStop, and they got a quite expensive edition, about 70 euros. As the game was not out yet, I got some papers to retrieve it when it's released. It was actually Micromania, the French GameStop owned by GameStop. I'll refer to it as GameStop to make it easier. The game had some delays and was released a year later. So I instantly went to Gamestop to get my game the week it was officially released. I showed the papers to the cashier and owner and he told me, ''Sorry, but your gift card is expired.'' And I was like, ''What the freak are you talking about? The game just got released like two days ago.'' Seems like when you pre-order at a gamestop, they give you a document that says you pre-order the game so that they keep it in stock, and a gift card of the amount of the game, and this one expired after a year, so a few weeks back. I tried to explain my situation to the owner, my friend pre-ordered a game and I just came to get it when the game was out, nothing unusual, the guy was visibly upset as I didn't want to pay 70 euros for my birthday gift already paid for by my friends. He told me that he'll have to call some guys to see what he could do. I heard him have a couple of laughs on the phone with the guys, so I thought it was going to be okay since the owner seems to know the gift card guy. Big mistake, never assume someone actually cares about your situation. The owner told me that after speaking with the gift card guy, he can only get me 40 euros of the 70 euros and that I'll have to pay the remaining 30 euros. I was furious, but I was also pretty shy and didn't want to make a scene. He told me I could file a complaint later to GameStop to get my money back, but seriously, that was just an excuse to get me out quickly. I finally agreed to pay the remaining 30 euros and file a complaint when I got back home. I got redirected a couple of times, and I was getting furious at the situation. They didn't want to hear anything, and they often just did not respond at all. So after a week of me sending mail, I said something along the lines of, if I do not get a response back before tomorrow night I'll start by spreading my story to social networks and notation services. I'll explain how I ended up paying 100 euros instead of 70 euros for a game before taking it to court. Kind regards. I did get a response after this mail stating that gift cards were only available for one year. They didn't want to admit their mistake but they were offering me 6 vouchers of 10 euros for my LOYALTY. I asked for 30 euros cash but since I got 60 euros to spend on games, I took this as a win and accepted. They mailed me the 6 codes and I happily went back to gamestop to buy some games. I don't remember what I chose, but when I went to pay, the cashier, who was the same guy as last time, told me that he can only apply one voucher per buy. So since I got a 60 euro game, I'll have to pay the remaining 50 euros since he can only apply one 10 euro voucher. I literally froze like, what the freak, is there some hidden camera? Is this some kind of joke? I told him I won't pay for this game, and take a look around the store. That's when I saw them, a big pile of 10 euro steam gift cards. So I put on a big smile and told them I'll get this 10 euro steam gift card. The guy was visibly confused, but accepted and applied my voucher, so I got it for free. Once he handed me the bill, I said thank you. And told him i'll also take this 10 euro steam card and also that one and that one steam's an online platform to buy games way easier and way cheaper than gamestop the guy was visibly kind of angry and told me something like wasn't it like 30 euros missing not 60 while scanning all my codes and giving me my steam gift cards i said yeah yeah but i got angry which must have sounded a little fun since I was a really shy guy and looking so. In the end, I followed exactly what they said and ended up with 60 euros free Steam gift cards when they wanted to trick me with their vouchers. I like to think that they didn't make a dime of profit with this since they bought Steam gift cards for their real price from Steam. Needless to say, I never went back to another GameStop or Micromania ever in my life. Honestly, I'm surprised that when OP walked up there with a Steam gift card that the guy at the counter was like, "Vouchers can't be used on gift cards." It doesn't bring me a great surprise though that the company that's renowned for memes where it's like, "Oh, you want to trade in this chunk of gold, do you? The best I can do is $3.50. If you really want, you can also pick one of the 500 Funko Pops we got on the wall." Good on OP for getting their money back or at least getting in a situation where they feel better about it you can make that 60 euros go way farther on Steam too, so that's just a definite win. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories.